Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Lauren, your host of the She Slays the Day podcast. Um, yep, that's what you need to know. I'm Lauren, and I'm your host. Uh, I am coming off like a high right now. I don't know if it's because I have drank way too much caffeine today, um, or just like this week in general, I have been like crossing shit off my list. Um, You know, there's just, if you haven't read Kate Northrup's book on, oh, Do Less, Um, she really talks about like timing your productivity schedules with your menstrual cycle and the moon. And like, it's, I I've used a lot of it and applied it towards my life. And it has really been helpful to be gentle and not expect a lot out of myself during my, my blood week. (laughs) Any men who maybe just were like, Hey, I'll try this. Just turned it off. Um, I, I just throw words like bleeding and menstrual cycle into get them out of our podcast. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, and so this is a week where I am like just hormonally apparently prepped to do stuff and it is working. The funny thing is, so I had to run um, a training run. I'm training for a half marathon. It's in three and a half weeks and it's not going well, just so you know. It's like my fifth or sixth half and you'd think it would be like second nature by now. Hmm, No. Running 10 miles is still very difficult. Uh, But I, in order to get it in, had to wake up at 5 a.m. yesterday. And I used to have to do that. I don't know if I've said this before, but like back when I was a normal person and worked eight to six adjusting, if I wanted to get a training run in, I would have to run from like 5.30 to 7 or 6 to 7 in the morning, multiple days a week. And um, that didn't long-term work out because it really, you know, you can only burn the candle at both ends for so long. But this week I am burning both candle ends and it feels kind of good. But in that like not sustainable way, like this isn't for the rest of my life, but for this week, it feels so good to be crossing stuff off the to-do list. Another funny personality thing. I don't know if anybody else does this. If you do, please tell me. Um, So 
any other to-do listers actually write things they've already accomplished on the list for that day to cross off? Like, cause you know, you, very rarely do I write my to-do list at 6 a.m. It'll tend to be around like 9.30 when I've already done all this stuff. And so I like write my list and then I'm like, oh, well, there's only like four things on there. Well, I meditated, write it down, cross it off. I worked out, write it down, cross it off. You know, that's just, I'm a weirdo, only one, Bueller. Okay, cool. So let's start with a review. Um, where's the review? Oh, I like this review because I get called a word that I've never been called before and I like it. That sounds bad, you're all wondering. Okay, so it says, I absolutely love this podcast. Dr. Lauren has the cutest and most energetic personality and she offers so much wisdom and value to her listeners. I highly recommend this podcast. And that's from Kristen K. I've never been called cute before. I It makes me feel really good. Like it makes me feel like, like one of those, if you guys have ever heard my, you've definitely heard it, unless this is your first podcast. Um, I go in, I drop into a different voice when I'm impersonating people who are like more woke than I am. That's a, I like that term. It's a dickish term, woke, but like eh, enlightened, I don't know, input whatever you want. So when I'm like impersonating someone who's like, oh, I think all animals have souls. I'm like, that's the voice I go into. It's also called my Snow White voice. Um, and I'm highly jealous of it. So when I listen to, um, Oh, you know who's really good at it is the host of the Her Story podcast. It's a chiropractic podcast by the WDC, Women Chiropractors Association. Um, Nicole, she has just like this great voice. And like, um, there's one where I was listening and she was interviewing, interviewing Lona Cook. And they're both just like these powerful, calm women. And I'm like, aw, I want to be that. So anyways, getting called cute is another thing that I like. I want to be cute. So thanks, Chris and Kay. Okay, let's pray and then we will jump into our question. Okay, let's find our center. <laughs> Too much caffeine. Dear God, today we are talking about core values and let us remember that we were designed to be unique. Very, very different than every single person. And there are seeds within us that you want us to nurture and water and grow um, and that you don't want all of us to be replicas of each other because then nothing would get done if we were all focused on the same thing. So help us as we're talking about core values um, to not be discriminatory. That's more for me. You know me. I always got to kind of like accidentally not pray to be. <laughs> Pray to accidentally not be offensive. Um, help people receive anything I say today with love and never judgment. Like, it's always just because I'm brass and not because I'm not cute. That's why. I'm brass and not cute. Um, so just help everyone receive it, learn from it, because I know that if we can get closer to finding what our core values are, um, and I don't know, that even like puts it like this mile marker, not even core values, as if we can get closer to figuring out what seeds are unique in us and what drives us individually, we know we will get closer to our life's purpose. So in your name we pray, amen. I've been practicing that, ending prayers with not saying, okay, bye. 
that was also longer than 30 seconds. I remember I used to say like, I'll keep it to 30 seconds so you can just fast forward. But I don't know if Rachel Hollis spends four minutes talking about uh, the quip to toothbrush, I can spend 60 seconds praying to God, right? Yes. Although God's not paying me for endorsement, but I mean, maybe in a different way of like, any, what is payment? Anyways, all right, we're gonna jump into our question. So today's question is from Dr. Brittany. And I know Brittany, she's great, she's so sweet. Um, she says, I have a question in regards to episode four. Y'all were discussing values and some of my girlfriends and I were diving into that conversation and we're just curious what you consider values. Do you consider family, business, faith, etc., values, or more like honesty, patience, drive, etc., values? Okay. So uh, the answer is yes and no. So what I find is that the problem with most conversations around core values is that. <laughs> Shocking, we don't dig deep enough, right? Like, isn't that kind of what I say on every episode? Like, let's dig deeper. Let's go beyond that surface level. Because what happens is, is we get distracted with, um, let's call them foundational values or like values, core values of humankind. Um, and those are things like family, faith, success, and health. So like Brene Brown has a great exercise with a list of, I don't know, like a couple hundred different core values. Um, and on them are family and faith and health and success. And when we see those or like a version like that, I have a problem with that being someone's core value because it typically doesn't encapsulate their uniqueness. Most people would argue to say that faith of any sort, success of any sort, family of any sort, and health is a priority. So if you tell someone, find your top four core values, and those things are on the list, they kind of feel like a dick choosing power and booting family to position number five, right? So when we put people in a position where those things are on the list, they're like, well, I guess I'll choose that. Of course I care about my family. Of course I care about my health. Of God, God has to make the list, otherwise I'm doomed to hell. So then we call those our core values values and they only kind of resonate because they're not deep enough. They don't get us out of bed. They don't drive us to find our life's purpose. So instead of calling those things values, um, think of those like, yep, of course, faith, success, family, and health are important. If you are a human on this earth with a kind soul and we always assume the best out of each other on this podcast. I never assume that somebody's a jerk um, and doesn't have a soul. Uh, if we assume that, then we know like, yeah, that is your surface level values. Let's dig into those deeper. Um, and then one more thing is that big thing to realize is that you as a person will have core values. Your relationship of your marriage will have core values 
and your business will have core values. Now, I would argue to say that everything is an extension of your, like your individual core values. Um, so like my business core values can only be an extension of my core values. They may not be the same words. They could be totally different, but they must be an extension of mine. Otherwise, what happens as the owner is I'm running an incongruent practice, right? Like I can say, I can't for the life of me think of an example of like, okay, let's say that um, money, 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 money was, uh, and I would call it something nice, like financial stability or whatever, um, was a business core value. Like basically it's, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. The people who are like, I have to get to a million dollars or $2 million or $5 million or hundred thousand, whatever. Um, if that was one of my core values of my business, but I personally didn't want to deal with insurance or PI cases or like, yeah, I just wanted to do financial hardships because like I'm very service and like poverty service oriented, do you ever think I'm going to reach my business, quote unquote, goal of a million dollars if it's not congruent with my individual? And same thing for marriage. Um, if you go back and listen to the episode of Kirby and I, um, that's uh, Michael Bolton's song, How Can We Be Lovers If We Can't Be Business Partners? Um, in that episode, we talk a little bit about mission statement of our relationship. So your marriage is going to have core values. Um, but again, they must be an extension of my, like your individual. Um, so for instance, part of my core value is like freedom and exploration. I want to see as much of the world and travel, see the highs, the lows and everything in between. But if my husband's core value was um, to like, be very rooted at home and have like, you know, just a huge, massive house on a lake sprawling over hundreds of acres and animals and like just feel super that like home. Like it's kind of hard to ha like we would deal with that. Like we would totally deal with that if that was one of his, but it wouldn't be our marriage core value. Like because he couldn't agree to exploration and I couldn't agree to home. Home is actually a core value for a lot of people. There's never any judgment around it. Like there's a lot. Um, so you just have to find the ones that are actually congruent between yourselves. And there's a whole bunch on mission statement, marriage mission statement in that Michael Bolton episode. <laughs> and all the millennials. Okay, hold up. Side note. Millennials, if you didn't recognize the Michael Bolton song, on the episode titled, How Can We Be Lovers If We Can't Be Business Partners? You need to go Google Michael Bolton. Now, what I would do is also while you're going down that, Google Michael Bolton, Jack Sparrow. Oh, if you have not watched this YouTube video, it is the greatest thing. It's like uh, Michael Bolton was on SNL. It's like the writers of I'm on a Boat and Andy Samberg and all those guys. It, it's so funny. If you need to laugh today, go Google Michael Bolton. Jack Sparrow. Also, any of Michael Bolton's videos are just like ridiculously 
80s romantic. I don't know which music video it is. My mom would. Mom, I know you're listening. Tell me, tell us which music video it is. But it's like back when Michael Bolton had his long curly hair, like down to his waist pretty much. And he's standing on top of like a rock in the Grand Canyon or something, just like arms flailed out, singing, pounding his chest type thing. So anyways, Michael Bolton. Uh, that was more weird. How do we get there? Oh, marriage mission statement, name of that episode where we talk more about it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so your core values is what we're going to really focus on today. And then you can go on and replicate this exercise with your marriage, your business, your friendships, your children. You can have like individual core values just for your children too. Hey y'all. Okay. So many of you have probably listened to episode 10. Um, it's my most embarrassing one for sure. It's me bearing my soul on all my brokenness and body image issues. Um, and it's basically me coaching with Megan Sanvey, who is my personal fitness coach. Uh, so she is an amazing health coach that I've been using for months now to not just reshape my body. She is helping with that and workouts, uh, but really more of our work is coming in reshaping the way I think and interact with food, workouts, and my own body and the mirror. So, which, I mean, let's be honest, that's kind of the hardest part of it, that mental part. So she's been a godsend to me, and I want to share her with all of you. So all listeners of She Slays the Day podcast can get 20% off their first month with Megan. She's going to create customized nutrition plans tailored to your life that don't put anything off limits because um, that's not realistic for the rest of your life. She's going to do customized monthly workouts depending on what you're wanting to accomplish. For me, my goals are always based around getting a Beyonce booty. Uh, so my workouts have a lot of butt stuff in it. Uh, and she's going to do accountability check-ins, mindset hacks to help you overcome difficult situations, but also overcome the negativity that we've placed around food. She's been available to me 24 seven. Um, I have not messaged her at one in the morning, so I don't know. But so when I'm having a meltdown about the picture I looked bad in or that fifth piece of pizza that I had and I'm starting to enter my old patterns of self-loathing and shame, she's been there for me. So all listeners to this podcast get 20% off their first month with Megan just by mentioning She Slays the Day in your first free intro call. So check out sheslayspodcast.com forward slash Fierce for more information on Megan, her program, and how to connect with her. So if we think about faith, success, family, and health as these foundational human values, um, to go one step deeper is you want to think about how you want those foundational pillars of your life to be experienced, okay? So what I mean by that is let's dig into faith, okay? So faith is one that most people, whether they call it faith or spirituality, whatever you wanna call it, I don't care, nature, um, that can look like a lot of different things. So when you think of the word faith, does it elicit a feeling of service? Um, or evangelism, like converting people to a religion, like saving them? Um, does it elicit Mother Teresa, a vision of like Mother Teresa? Does it envision preaching, like learning scripture and being able to share that scripture um, from a stage or a blog or an Instagram account? Like, what does that look like? 
So if you're not really sure, like very rarely when I list a bunch of things like this, do people are like, oh yeah, all of those. Like if you're one of those people who's like, all of those sound amazing, then I would go do a Google search for a free gifts of the Holy Spirit test. Um, gosh, I think it's an ax. Anyways, somewhere in the Bible, I'm pretty sure it's Acts. It talks about like how the Holy Spirit has like, there's these nine different gifts. Wow, way to do your research before a podcast. Anyways, so there's like nine-ish gifts that each of us are like kind of planted with. And that's a part that's usually in line with our purpose in life. So go take the test. If you have no idea, if faith is one of your core foundational values, um, and you can't move past that word more specifically, go take the test to guide you there. So for instance, with me, um, faith doesn't encapsulate it deep enough. When I think about faith, the evangelism, I'm sorry, this is where I offend people like, I have, I have no, if you said, Lauren, Next month, there is a mission trip to Uganda and you're going to be walking village to village. So far, I'm like, yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then they're like, and you're going to be handing out Bibles and like only educating people about Jesus Christ and saving them. Okay, now is this amazing? Yes, this is where I'm like, I'm not trying to offend people. That is awesome. And if you just heard that and you were like, oh my gosh, when is that happening? Uh, hello. I think that evangelism is a part of your like core, like to convert people. Great, great for you. For me, I'm like, ah, no. So we're not gonna be like serving soup or digging ditches or actually like living like Jesus. We're just, oh gosh, I don't wanna say the word just. We would only be educating about Jesus. Like that just doesn't do it for me. So when I think of faith, my mind much more goes to like the poverty service. Like that is what, like I wanna get grimy, I wanna serve, I wanna travel to the poorest of the poor places, dig a damn ditch, wash some feet. Like that's what would get me out of bed. That's what I would pay $5,000 to go do. I would be away from my kids for two weeks and pay to go do something like that because it feels a part, like it, it fires up something in me. So, um, you know, for you, you know, you just gotta look. Like, do you get out of bed early to just like read and study the Bible? Do you have one of those brains that can be like, oh, Lauren, gifts of the Holy Spirit is, is Acts verse I don't have that brain. Like that was not one of my gifts. Um, but there are just some people. So you dig deep with faith and you're going to find this word. So for me, I went from faith to service. Okay. That's what resonated with me. So then success, let's start to dig into success. So success is a very normal, uh, foundational human value. So what does that mean for you? Does it mean impacting like numbers of people, like impacting somebody's life? Um, is that success? Does it mean monetary success? Uh, because that can be broken down into monetary, like luxury and wealth. Like I want to be able to rent a yacht on the coast of Greece. To me, that is success. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Again, never any judgment, you guys, ever, ever, ever. Um, 
you know, or is it stability and security? Like I want to make money, so I max out my retirement, I am living debt free. Like those are completely different things. So now if you chose success as one of your core values, would it encapsulate that? Yes, but if you only stuck at that surface level, would that get you out of bed? No. And then like when you listen to other speakers and they're like, yes, drive for $3 million. And you're like, oh, this just doesn't pump me up. Why? It's because you haven't done the work to go, well, hold on. You know, because if they're referencing, but with all of that money, you can buy fancier wine. And you're like, doesn't do anything for me. If you've done the work to realize like, you know what? With all of that money, I could pay off my house. I could live debt-free, get rid of my credit cards, and that, okay, now I can get behind what you're saying and be inspired by what you're saying. But speakers and like all these inspirational speakers and books and podcasts, they're just kind of speaking broadly. They're speaking at this level of humankind values. And so a lot of times, if you're not getting some inspiration out of that, it's because you aren't able to, you haven't done the work personally to take what they're saying and put it through a lens. Um, that fits for you. So for some people, it is growth. Like some people just need growth for the sake of, of growth. Um, this is like, I wouldn't say one of my top top, but like it is up there. Uh, I really struggle with, you know, I've kind of alluded, I think I've said before that my spirit animal is a shark where like, if I stop moving, I think I would die. Does anybody know if that's actually true, by the way? Um, I don't, do sharks just actually keep moving? Uh, I don't know where I got that, if not. Anyway, so you know, some people just need to grow. Now, I think that we could do a whole podcast on like, okay, let's dig deeper than that. But the idea of growth spiritually, growth um, accomplishment, like physically wise, lifting heavier, reading more books than they did last year, expanding their brain, like that's just a part of a successful person. And then freedom. Freedom is a huge part of success. So under success, under the umbrella of success, you have all of these different things that it can mean. And you have to find out which one is gonna work for you. And if you don't, then what ends up happening is not only does it not drive you to get out of bed in the morning, um, but it kind of sends you down the wrong road. We talked about this last week a lot. This is why we're talking about core values is because last week we talked about how the key to a lot of happiness is understanding your core values. So I got stuck for the first like six years of my career because um, significance is one of my strengths, one of my core strengths. When I'm talking about that, I'm talking about like the strength finder test. Um, but I mean, you, if you haven't done that test, you can put two and two together of what significance means. Um, but I didn't put significance through the lens of my core values. So what it ended up meaning is I was like chasing to feel significant, but I didn't know how to actually feel significant. So I went on a wild goose chase of like higher and higher numbers, more money, more people, more money, more people, more this, more that. And like, I wasn't feeling fulfilled because when I actually started doing the work on what is success, it is freedom from my revenues of income. So like, yes, I want to be able to pay my bills and not feel, you know, uh, worried about whether or not we can make payroll or things like that, obviously. But again, that's, ugh, 
that is a humankind thing. So don't get stuck on that. Like if you're going to say stability is a part of your core value of financial security, that would be more the people who are really driven to live debt free versus the people who are like, I just want to be able to pay my monthly bills. Like, no, that is a humankind core value. So don't get distracted by that. That security can go either way. So like it didn't fit in um, once we got past and it's because freedom. Like I want to be able to take time away and explore and I want the machine to keep working. That is the, whatever revenue it is. I want to be able to do a, um, have a business that I can bring the microphone with me to somewhere and record an episode. As long as there's internet, I can be doing that. I have that freedom to record in Costa Rica um, in January when I go, if, if that's what I want. So, and on a smaller scale, I have the freedom to stay home with my kid when she's sick, even though we've got a bunch of people on the schedule. Like, I also have the freedom to bring her into the clinic because I have enough staff and systems set up that like, eh, it works. It's really, really important to me to have a clinic based on freedom. So figure out what it is for you. Is it awards? Is it recognition? Is it accomplishment? Is it learning? Is it luxury? Numbers of people. That significance can be very different. Hey, she slayers. So I have a really cool app that we started using in our clinic a few months ago and have been getting such great feedback from patients that I want to share with you. So it's called the progressive app and you can go to she slays savings on our website for more information on how to find them. But here's what it is. So it's this app that is created for chiropractors who really focus on prenatal and pediatrics. It's got beautiful resources and tools that complement the care that we do in our clinic, but save time. Cause I don't know if if you've heard me say this or not, but I really don't like talking about stretches and exercises in practice. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't want my pregnant patients to be doing them. It doesn't mean I don't want my kids that I'm seeing to be doing these brain exercises. I just don't want to take time to do it. So this app allows me to grow my practice and have my patients get all of those amazing resources without me spending the time doing them. So there's two ways that you can use it. Our clinic is using it as an app. So my patients literally think we're all fancy and like have our own app that I had built. No, um, or you can put it just into your website. So email support at connectedandinspired.com if you have questions. But if you sign up and you mention she, she slays in the subject line of your email, you will get 20% off your first month. So then we have family. Um, again, this is the one like family and faith. They're always, they're like the shiny objects that get distracted in us trying to find our core values because it's like, you're a dick if you don't put family and you're a dick if you don't put faith on there of some sort. So let's dig deeper than family because whether you have children or not, if you have a mom or a dad, um, honestly, even if you're an orphan with no children, if you have a really good friend, like that relationship, is should be important, like of some sort. I don't know, maybe you're a sociopath. Maybe you're not, that's okay. Um, so anyway, so assuming you're not a sociopath and family is one of your foundational humankind values, dig deeper. 
What is it about family that really will get you out? Is it about um, experience? How do you want your kids to experience the world? Is it through a lens of Jesus Christ? And so therefore, like faith and to you, like it's going to be more than family. It's going to be like bringing your kids to church, involving them in the church, teaching them the Bible, prayer multiple times a day, like that. That's beautiful. That's great. Is it about experiencing the world? Like there are lots of people, I don't, uh, something Cassia. Oh, she's great. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't know who it is. She's got a podcast and she talked about, she was bold enough to say that they don't homeschool their kids because they like homeschooling them. It's because they like being able to take their kids with them and show them the world while she's going to be interviewed and all of this stuff. So, you know, that's okay. We need to allow a safe, and you don't have to announce it to people um, because a lot of people who aren't listening to this podcast and doing the work to dig deeper, they could judge you. You're right. Like, it sounds bad to be like, being a great mom is important to me, but it's not one of my core values because if you're being a, I don't know, that sounds terrible. And I don't mean it, like everybody wants to be a great mom, but like, if you think that being a great mom only means I should want to homeschool my kids, I should want to be with them all the time, then what happens is you start calling yourself not a great mom and judging yourself that it's not one of your values. And it's like, no, your children are your values, but providing maybe, maybe you grew up poor and one of your values related to family is providing security for them. Does that make sense that how your children can still be a priority, like your number one priority, even if like, if you do that through the lens of, I want them to feel this way. I want them to feel secure. I'm working 60 hours a week because of my family. That could be a value for you. Um, you know, for me, I have two girls. And we are in this age of like feminism. Oh, I love it. I'm such a feminist. Um, where like for me, I want my girls to be like badass chicks who don't take no in a respectful way and believe they can do anything. So a lot of what we, like our core, my core value around that is inspiring their curiosity but also their independence. Like I am not a hover mom and it's not because I'm being lazy. It's because like, I want them to be independent and I don't want them to be super attached to me because in my, in my mind, and it can be broken or not. These are my values. Like get your own people. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. Did you see defense guilt, mom, shame come up there? Brene Brown would just analyze that as like, whoa, like let's talk about therapy on that. Anyway. So with my kids, I want them to have to deal with feelings of um, isolation and loneliness in order from at a young age so I can help them work through it because I know if they're gonna go on to freaking change the world and be whatever they wanna be, my daughter might have to be okay with being in a lab in Antarctica for six months without any contact to me if that's what she wants to do. And so like, that's what's important to me. That's what drives me as a mom. But like, you can't take that. And what's hard when we talk about core values 
is it's so easy to hear somebody else's and go like, oh man, that sounds good. And we can't get distracted. Like, yes, it sounds good. Like, uh-huh. Or maybe it sounds terrible. Maybe you guys are like, y'all, you need a couple books in parenting. But like, it's very easy to hear other people's and go like, yes. And that's just because like, um, people are attracted to fire. And anytime you find your actual core value, it is going to light you up. So when you talk about it, people are going to be magnetized and the automatic reaction is for people to go like, oh, I want that because they see you lit up and they wanna feel passion. And so it's like, Ugh, it's a big problem where people just like kind of latch on to other people's. Um, so, you know, that's my, that's my family. When, if you're having a hard time with this, you know, look back and look back at your childhood and you will analyze the goods and the, the goods and the bads. Um, and that'll probably kind of highlight some of your core value. So like we grew up very poor. So a part of my values for my children is for them. I don't want to say not to want, like I actually do want them to want. I, I don't want my child to feel entitled and know that I could afford to buy her something just because like that doesn't make me feel good. Um, but I don't want her to struggle and worry about, are we gonna be able to pay our bills? Um, and that's a, you know, that's a part of my storyline of that, like there would be periods where my lunch um, card needed more money and I was probably eating way too much. I talked about how I was a little hefty seven, seventh grader, um, but like it, I could feel the stress, the financial stress on like, how are we gonna do this? Now, the good side is I, never knew that how poor we were. Like we were on food stamps at one point. And my mom had a way of like creating this universe of curiosity and wonder and we don't need, we can do anything. So she, there was never a time. There was never a Halloween costume, a school project. Um, there was never anything that my mom said, like, sorry, we can't afford that. Maybe my school lunch, <laughs> but anyway, no. Um, so like, but that's also a part of it of like, I want my kids to know they can do anything regardless of their circumstance and their environment. So when I look back on my kid, on my childhood, it's like, oh yeah, that fuels me as a parent. And that's very clear. Hey ladies. So I have a super awesome Lady Cairo to share with you who's artistic and awesome and innovative and filling my clinics with gorgeous watercolor paintings. So Sandy Arthur is the artist behind some absolutely stunning watercolors of the musculoskeletal system and of course our favorite, the vertebrae and spine. Um, she also just came out with really cute they're so pretty uh, stickers and I can't wait to stick them all over my water bottle and my computer and anything else I can stick a sticker on. So follow at Sandy Spines on Instagram or find her Etsy store. Uh, we have a super exclusive discount code for you though. So if you enter she slays in all caps when checking out in her Etsy store to save 10%, 10% off your order you guys and you'll get a free stick sticker. And seriously, they're adorable. So for more information on Sandy, how to follow her, get in contact with her, her artwork, or how to use the promo code, go to sheslayspodcast.com forward slash Sandy, or just enter 
she slays all caps as your promo code when checking out on her Etsy store. Okay, so let's dig into this last one that I've kind of, I keep calling health, but it's really not just that. Um, it's more self, S-E-L-F. Uh, this is where we would put all the core values about who we want to be, like who we want to be known as, our legacy, who we want to become more of, like who are we becoming? And some of this is our physical health, but some of it's our mental health. Some of it is, you know, so these are words like integrity, trust, honesty, legacy. It can also be self-care. So there's a lot of different things that when we say health as a core value, that can mean very, very different things to people. Um, so this one, I think, is, I mean, they're all really hard. Uh, in my opinion, core values are just really hard because I am such a, I don't, maybe it's just because I'm a comparison person, but I am like, ooh, that, that's a good one. I want to be more of that one. Ooh, I want to be that one too. Ooh, I want to be honest. Ooh, I want, and so it's hard for me to like really figure out what mine are. Uh, because nobody wants to cross off integrity. Like who goes like, nah, that's not really me. Cross it off, <laughs> right? Um, but so what you can do in this scenario is go, and this is, maybe this is morbid, I don't know, but this helped me in my mind. When I die, I want people to think that Lauren was really a blank person. Now, would it be cool if someone said like, man, that Lauren was really a person of integrity? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Of course. Like, I, if, if I'm dead and floating over my funeral, I'm not going to be like, oh, hmm, that's not what I want to be known for. I mean, of course, that's great. But it doesn't make me, doesn't make me feel something. Uh, so when I think of like what I want to be known for, like I want, like, if somebody said, Okay, that Lauren was really a person of integrity. Great, thank you for the compliment, person who's alive and I'm dead. But if somebody down on earth was like, man, that Lauren like was a driver and she inspired people to get off their ass and achieve their dreams. Now I'm up in heaven, like going like, woo, woo, like mission accomplished, right? That like is something that makes me really excited. So Maybe it's too morbid for you to go through that, but you probably have to in an exercise trying to figure out what your like health or self core values are because, you know, they're just, they're all good people. Like kindness, who doesn't want to be kind? But, you know, it's not going to be in my top, like anybody who knows me. Uh, so why all of this is important, right? So like, like, let's wind this down. Why is this so important to know your like dig deeper core values than just your core values of humanity or humankind? And it's because if we kind of tie this to last week's episode is knowing more about yourself can explain during situations where you might, it might leave you feeling empty 
or you're just confused as to why you're feeling a certain way. Maybe you are stagnant on a decision. Um, I've given speeches on like five ways to get unstuck. And one of those things is to like return to your core values and figure out if there's an incongruency. Because a lot of times if you have an incongruency with one of your core values and a decision you have to make, what ends up happening is we kind of like sit there in this like in between of not knowing what to do. Um, it can also like, let's say that for success, your core value was freedom. This is actually a real life example. I talked about this, like with the thing that I created the pediatric campaign and you get an award for it. And you're like, I'm really confused. I just got an award for like doing this cool thing. And I feel really empty. If you understand yourself, it's a lot easier to be gentle and go like, Hey, I know why, because my core value isn't recognition. My core value is freedom. This, and that doesn't make the award less great, but I don't expect myself to be like jubilated from getting it because I know myself and what really drives me, what my values are. Awards are still really cool though. If anybody wants to give me an award, I'll take one, even though I said that like recognition isn't it. I swear I'm not bitter. There wasn't a list just recently of like the five Cairo podcasts that you should be listening to. And I totally didn't mid run stop and look and see if I was on it. And I wasn't. Anyways, I'm not bitter. What? Anyways. <laughs> so where were we? So affirmation. Okay, so there's another thing. So I joke that like my love language is not affirmation. But the reality is, is that depending on what the affirmation is for, um, so this is another thing that you could do. So like when you're going through the self thing, if somebody sends you a, a compliment and says like, wow, you were really kind in that meeting. Like if my husband said that to me, I'd be like, cool, thanks. Like, nice. <laughs> come off as such a dick. Um, but that wouldn't like stir something in me. It would be a very nice compliment. Thank you for the compliment. I'm working on being kinder, but kind isn't one of my core values. Do I want to be a kind person? Yes. But if Kirby said like, I think you handled that problem really strategically, calmly and efficiently, I'd be like, yes, what I'm hearing is I was very powerful in that and you recognize that. Um, so those type of affirmations work a lot better. So knowing your spouse's core values can really help you give them better affirmations because you know what's going to trigger like what they're becoming, what they're working on becoming in life. So just knowing all of these going deeper, I mean, it's a piece of the puzzle, guys. Like, I don't think that if you know your four core values, um, that it's going to be life changing. Are you going to be a better leader? A little bit but it's not going like, it's not gonna make you instantly. Are you gonna be a better parent? Probably a little bit, but this is nothing overly magical. I believe in knowing yourself the best that you can. I am a like personality test junkie because they're my guardrails in life. They're the lens in which I view decisions um, and it gives me like goals of becoming better. So if you don't know your core values, I do recommend trying to figure them out. Um, there's a couple different worksheets out there. Brene Brown has a very popular one. Um, I really like that worksheet, but I what I did for you guys is I took it and I tweaked it a little bit to make it a little bit more of an exercise versus just a list of words. Um, so if 
you want that free PDF exercise of figuring out your core values, that would be at sheslicepodcast.com forward slash worksheet. Um, or if you are follow us on Instagram, you can just click the link in our bio. But that's going to be a free one-page, super simple worksheet on helping you walk through what are your core values in faith, in family, in success, and in this like health and self, you know, becoming thing. And then what I really like is at the end of each section, there's a mantra. So once you find your core value, you tie it into the mantra. And if, if you're a mantra person, it feels really good. And that's will be kind of a test for you that like, I talk a lot on this episode of like, does it feel good? If you found your core value under that section, you're going to read that mantra and go like, oh that, oh, that feels good. And I encourage you to like write down those four mantras, um, put them by like where you do your hair and makeup in the morning, read them to yourself, like remind them, laminate it, do whatever. Um, but again, that's at sheslayspodcast.com forward slash worksheet. And that'll just be a really great exercise for all of you to do. So with that, I hope this was incredibly helpful. We know that this is important figuring out ourselves so we can just get more happiness, more joy out of life, our achievements, our goals, and just be more impactful people in the world. So until next week, y'all, I love you so much. Bye, She Slayers. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.